She was a little girl. I was young. <laughs> I, like, like a little, little girl. Okay, now let's just back up. I was 14 years old the first time I laid eyes on this man. He had just come home from Bible college. So my, my uh, Christian school that I attended was where his parents went to church. And uh, that was in the San Francisco Bay Area. And he had moved from, uh, his family had lived in one town when he went away to college. And then he moved to another town when he came home. So when he came back home, he came to a church that he was kind of the new guy in the college department, which... It's called it, New Meat. New Meat. <laughs> Anyone who's watched a young adult college ministry, when a new guy walks in, you know, there's always that, oh, maybe this is husband material. So so he walks in and and... and I see him and I, he's super, super cute, but I see all these, you know, 20-somethings looking at him and he starts dating all of them, basically. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not dating. Oh, no, um, no. You dated. Okay, no, you fine. Dated. Whatever. Yeah, you dated. <laughs> so, so here, here's the... I don't even know what I was going to say now. <laughs> <laughs> see, in your defense, you have no defense. <laughs> Yeah, he was but, kind of oblivious. You know how it is. The guy walks in, he's like, "Wow, all these girls are so friendly." But I'm sitting back, going, "Oh, I, I see what's happening here." It was just a friendly church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what all churches should be. And so, so I remember the first time I met him. I um, he was working on uh, the buses. This was back in the '70s when churches had a bus ministry. I don't know if you know about that. You guys are kind of young. Um, but he had come home from college and. He was working, uh, just volunteering, or maybe they paid you. No, I, I was being paid. <laughs> I was teaching uh, Old Testament survey. Oh yeah. And and working on buses. I, I don't know how you get that mix of uh, <laughs> compilation in there, but. So he was in the back working on one of the buses, and I walked back there. Um, I was looking for my sister. Actually, at the time, my sister was dating his brother. So I met him first time. One of one of her sisters was dating one of my brothers. Yes, there you go. And so my... <laughs> we don't have any more than one brother or sister, but you have to say that so nobody really knows who you're talking about. There you go. <laughs> Could be anybody. Anybody. So they were, they were going out, but her parents didn't want them to be going out alone. So I always had to go with them. So Rhonda had to go with them. So I walk back, I'm looking for them, and I run into Steve, which... I call him Stoppy because there's a million Steves in our life, so I re our last name is Stoppy, so I always his, he's Stoppy. So if I say that, that's I'm talking about him. So I see him and I have a banter back and forth. Where's my sister? And he's kind of being charming, clever, funny. And I walked away. And I'm 14 years old. I walk away and I had this fleeting thought, I'm going to marry him. And then I'm like, Where did that come from? I'm so embarrassed. That's silly. Uh, and that was the first time I ever met him. And then, honestly, he was 20. So I'm 14, he's 20. And, and he's thinking... Oh, I'm thinking, wow, she's cute, but oh, good grief, she's a baby. Stay so away, stay away. Stay away, that's dangerous. So he so. was very, very not, not... He didn't give me a whole lot of attention. And uh, so we became friends. And then, uh, over the years... So, because our... One of her <laughs> sisters and one of my brothers were dating... Um, <laughs> It's very, you know, yeah, I got it. Yeah, baby, yeah. So um, because of that, it, she had to go with him <laughs> on dates. So I would, she, somewhere in there, she said, hey, you want to go along so I don't have to be with him like a third wheel? And so uh, we just kind of went along and just did whatever they were doing and just went to different places and hung out. Hung we did a lot out of water skiing back in those days oh, on the yeah. Sacramento Delta. If you live in Sacramento, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, that was 
the best time of our life. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, so anyway, all the time that we're hanging out, he's still dating these these women. And I remember he bought this car. He bought a 1969 Mach 1. 428 Cobra Jet. RRR. <laughs> and uh, he came Insert over. Sound effects here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And we still regret that we sold that car. And he came over to my parents' house where his brother was, because he was dating my sister. And he came over to tell him about the car. Well, he had stopped and shown the car to some other girl that he had been dating before he came to my house. And I remember just feeling very like, oh, he'll never notice me. He'll never care. So that's, that's how we met. And there was a long time in there where he stayed clear of me uh, and we were just friends. And uh, one of the stories that I tell, I have a book out. He and I wrote a book together called If My Husband Would Change, I'd Be Happy and Other Myths Wives Believe. And so mine and Steve's love stories kind of all filtered through the book. And one of my favorite stories uh, I talk about in the book is to help people remember those magical moments that you had when you were dating. Because I think when we're married, we forget how we fell in love. We forget how you know, excited we were when they would look our way. And you know, I always tell women, I, I stalked Steve Stoppy long before there was internet. When you stalked somebody back in the 70s, you had to place yourself at the right place at the right time. It was work. <laughs> And then accidentally bump into them. Yeah. It was a lot more strategy. And not have them know that you accidentally were there. Yeah, it had to be completely done. Amazing thing. Yeah. So I hadn't seen Stoppy in a while. And I was a cheerleader for the high school that I went to. And we went to a, we to a basketball story? game. Yes, this is a fun story. Oh, okay. And I saw his cool Mach 1 in the parking lot. And it was completely like you knew it was his car. Mediterranean blue with a shaker hood, by the way. I don't think he's going to get past the car, but we'll, we'll just move on. <laughs> and then I... <laughs> So I'm thinking, oh my goodness, Stoppy's here, I'm going to see him. And so I'm kind of, you know, all excited and I walk in the gymnasium and as I walk in, he's coming toward me and he makes a layup in a basket. You know how gymnasiums are pretty small sometimes and the basket is like right as you walk in the entrance. So he makes this layup and he makes a basket and he kind of, you know, kind of freezes down and he looks at me and I look at him and he kind of gives me this cute little smile and then off he goes to play the rest of the game. Well, he was playing an alumni game for the school that my high school was going to play uh, basketball against. So I was like, oh, he saw me, he knows I'm here, he's gonna come talk to me, I'm so excited, I haven't seen him in a while. And so I'm waiting. And then he comes out, after he's had a shower after the game, and there's a woman on his arm. <laughs> and I was Sweet. crushed. I know. I know, right? And I was crushed, because she wasn't a little girl like I was. She was, I mean, I was a teenager, I was a high schooler, but she was a woman. Yeah. And I watched him walk, walk up the bleachers with this woman, introducing her to all the people he went to high school with, and my heart just sank. I was like, he's never gonna notice me. And I looked down at my little block on my chest that said Rhonda, yay, on it, and I had my hair in a ponytail, and I was just like, that's it, it's over, he's never gonna notice me. So that story I love because I remember how I felt whenever there was a, finally a chance that he uh, started paying attention to me, but at that moment it was just like, oh, he'll never notice me. And then as the story goes on, and and I dated boys and he dated women, then as I got a little bit older, our paths crossed again. <laughs> You're like the man has issues about his car. <laughs> he loves that car. <laughs> Uh, oh man! So then, well, did anything happen after that? It, that was somewhere in there. We got somewhere in there. I realized she wasn't a little girl anymore. Yeah. Well, and I know she's the graduating story, but I was high kind school. of wondering if you remembered it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I kind of do. I remember it as you tell it. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, there was a time when we were sitting in his Mach 1. Oh, and yeah. He was expressing that he had gone to see this certain person, and I'm not going to name names or make it. No, that, no, would no that would be good. No. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, if I don't say anything now, it's, I'm never going to say anything. Because I played it pretty cool. Like the whole time that our families had been friends, and I just kept the friend card going. And so as I got older, I was like, uh, okay, if I don't say anything now, I'm never going to have a shot at this guy. So we're both sitting in this Mach 1. I don't know why the story about is everything around this car. We really should have kept that car. Yeah. <laughs> Our whole life is in that car. Dude. Right? <laughs> so we're sitting in this car and we're facing forward. And, I'm, and I said, I kind of really don't want you to go see this person. And he said, why not? And my heart's like in my chest pounding. And I'm like, okay, here goes. And I said, because I always kind of thought maybe one day you and I would get together. And then he didn't answer me. He made me sit there in silence. And I was like, oh, I just blew it. I just blew it big time. And then finally he looked over at me. And what'd you say? Do you remember? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> didn't remember. All he said, it was no big deal. He just looked at me and said, uh, yeah, me too. That's it. That's what he said. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was there. Yeah. <laughs> if I told you right now you wrote me a poem, you would believe that. <laughs> that it. was a beautiful yeah, poem. Yeah, yeah. No. Thank you. Um, and so anyway, that was, that was the first, I like you, do you like me? Yes or no? Check the box experience. That was our, that yep. was our, uh, yep. our I, I do remember that. That was a great conversation. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah, so, but I had to think real quick on my feet. Like, so what, was, what was, what was, go ahead. What was the age difference between you guys? I was probably, it was, it was shorter then. Um, <laughs> she grew up and I stayed about the same. Yeah, so we no. were probably within two years. I was probably, I think I was driving. So I was probably 16 or 17. You're probably, I think you're getting and I close think to he was about Yeah. And he yeah. was probably about 22. I remember our families went out on his 21st birthday mm -hmm. as families and we weren't dating then. So it was sometime yeah. after yeah. something. So, yeah. So it was, uh, it was one of those, like, it just kind of, took years before it was something where it was like, like even when people say, when did you start dating? It's like, we don't really know. <laughs> we, we still date now, just to be sure. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> your faith has guided your marriage and made your relationship stronger. Oh, um, I'm just trying to uh, maybe put into words what I'm thinking here. Um, I, I think understanding that our, our lives are here to serve Christ. I, I mean, uh, the only the only reason why we're why we're here on this earth is really to, to and to have any real benefit or to have any real gain or to have any real uh, maybe you might even say success is how how you serve your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ the holiness that you that is manifested in your life and I, I, I think knowing that you start to filter that through all areas of your of your relationships whether it be uh, your, your your spouse whether it be you, the people at church whether it be you know whoever it might be even the world as you relate even in the world because you have something greater to offer them than just you know your good looks and charm or your abilities or whatever it might be you have you have eternity that you can uh, can offer to them and I think just having that perspective um, 
as you enter into that marriage relationship, you, you realize that I'm, I'm bringing honor to the, to the Lord, to my God, to, to, I'm honoring Christ by the way that I treat this woman. Um, you know, it becomes very important. I mean, what, what, what Peter say in, in, in the third chapter of his book, he, he says, um, that I'm supposed to live with this woman according to knowledge. In other words, I'm supposed to know her. I go to school on her, uh, understand everything about her, know how she ticks, know why she thinks the way she thinks, uh, know why she does what she does. And and he says the reason for that is so you can be a, a so you can come alongside and be the husband you're supposed to be. But there's a reason for that as well, and that is so that your prayers are not hindered. And so a lot of times I think we as men even. Um, you know, because we don't treat our wives well, because we don't, uh, you know, we kind of look at them like, ah, oh, man, they never understand, they'll never get it, they'll, you know, whatever it is that sometimes we do as guys. Um, I think that's the whole thing that when we get to a point where we go, man, I don't feel like God's even answering my prayers. It's like, uh, yeah, duh, he's not, mm -hmm. uh, because you're not fulfilling your end of the bargain. You're not doing what you're supposed to be do by being faithful to him and uh, and knowing your wife the way you're supposed to. So I think that's probably just our faith and understanding that nuance of it. Uh, I, I think that's probably played into big time um, what my marriage looks like and what I want it to look like. that song being played I think Rhonda wrote about it it's like all of a sudden you kind of look around the room and you're seeing you know husbands put their arms around their wives and you know kind of look at them and maybe give them a little bit of a uh, oh yeah this is us sort of thing so it's kind of a meaningful that way you know um, and I think it's better than groovy kind of love so you know <laughs> there's just I don't know how you can say that. I, I we, we just celebrated our 35th anniversary on Monday, and this is all this new is the to first me. time she's ever new heard to this, me so. that "Groovy Kind of Love" is not oh, our wow. song. Yeah. In, 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 in 35 more years, I got another one. I'm gonna have to lay on her, but that's 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 later. <laughs>